morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, December the 12th, 2023. I am back again. Dave is still on vacation. Your long local nightmare is almost over. I have Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter coming up here. But first, Santa Baby. The season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. You knew it was coming. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. They also have the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. I said that already, but they have the Weed Whacker. 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Is your boxer game weak? Manscaped Boxers 2.0. Keep your signature jewel pouch calm, cool, and collected. Got the shears. 3.0 nail grooming kit as well. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe. With Manscaped. All righty. These gentlemen are in here again. We're back. Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter have joined. Gentlemen, we tend to start with Bill these days as it is a current event deluge. Names aplenty have come up. Bill, let's start with recruiting. And then we will get to the transfer portal. So, New offers have gone out. Uh, Visits have taken place. The two things I was watching this week, as I was told by you to do, Coy Parrish, the safety that visited over the weekend, the Minnesota native uh, committed to Minnesota, had a visit scheduled to Florida State, wanted to see if he took advantage of that visit, um, and then that would let us know maybe where he's leaning. And then Carlin Jones, defensive lineman from Texas, Visited over the weekend, sounded like everything went well, and then Sunday night, more people got involved. I believe he had a visit scheduled to USC. We were also talking about Auburn and Alabama, so if you could bring us up to speed on all those guys, and then I know they offered a certain Virginian as well. William, the floor is yours. Well, um, Ohio State did host three players on official visits this past weekend, two of them high school players, 2024 guys, of course or they wouldn't be able to be on an official visit. But Coy Parrish, one of them, um, he is still committed to Minnesota. Um, Yesterday, early afternoon, when I talked to uh, someone very familiar with his recruitment, um, the plan was for him to still go ahead and visit Florida State because he had said he would, told them he would, and then make a final decision between Ohio State, Minnesota, and Florida State. Uh, but then it uh, looks like things have changed. As of this morning, I checked again uh, on him, and they said that visit um, is no longer on the docket for Florida State. But, you know, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, with both Parrish and Carlin Jones, a defensive lineman from Texas, when I wrote about them on Sunday and Monday, uh, their visits were still on, but you never know. Things change in recruiting, and, you know, we'll see if they would be on. And, uh, as of now, Parrish's visit is off to Florida State. Again, I don't think that's going to change, but you never know. Change back, that is. 
Um, Carlin Jones, on the other hand, his visit to USC, as of now, I emphasize, is still on. Um, coming out of those visits, I, uh, you know, uh, they, they went very well. Uh, both guys really had a good time at Ohio State, and families were impressed, all that. Um, you know, we'll see what happens here down the stretch. Minnesota is supposed to uh, see Parrots this week. I don't know for sure Ohio State. Um, if they are stopping in to see him or not, I'll hopefully find that out today. Um, but those two guys are certainly two guys that could end up at Ohio State. Um, the other one, Derek Harmon, is a transfer portal guy. He made his official visit to Ohio State. And uh, the, the school to be concerned with now with him, besides Ohio State, is Auburn with uh, Derek Harmon. The visit went very well, but um, Auburn is recruiting him, and um, that's the school right now that if he doesn't end up at Ohio State, I think he would end up at Auburn from everything I'm told. Um, the thing that I think everybody has to think about and consider is that Ohio State is in the process of trying to figure out where they are with not only the high school guys, but the transfer portal guys, and then their own team. You know, we don't know for sure right now, is JT Tuimoloau coming back? I think he is, believe wow. it or not. I tend to think Tuimoloau is coming back as of right now. Is Jack Sawyer coming back? Is Tyleek Williams coming back? If all three of those guys come back, as opposed to all three of them leaving for the NFL, that's a whole different scenario on who Ohio State can possibly bring in. Uh, that's three spots right there if they all come back that are not open necessarily to bring in new guys. So there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts going on here. Um, you know, my gut feeling right now is Tui Moloau comes back, but I don't know for sure. And, and actually, I don't believe Ohio State knows for sure right now. Sawyer, same thing. They, as you would expect, are doing their paperwork, have done the paperwork for the NFL and waiting on that to see what happens. And, and that's a big determiner. But I think most people would agree you're not going to find somebody better either at the high school level or in the portal right now for Ohio State, for instance, than JT Tuimoloau. It's a couple things here I want to address from a technical standpoint. It sounds like some people are having trouble hearing the show. Uh, on this end, Mark and Bill, I can tell you we don't have any uh, technical issues. So I apologize if you're getting them on your end. I don't know why that is happening it says bill's cutting it says audio is bad it's fine for us there could be a certain uh one of the platforms whether you're on facebook youtube or the twitter one of them was probably struggling it is not on our end um so i don't know what to tell you about that i apologize uh secondly do me a favor and in the chat don't get into bickering matches with one other person it, it nukes the the chat and uh if you guys want to do that bring it to private chat or do something like that um so we're getting a blend here uh it sounds like youtube is the one that's an issue and facebook is fine as i look on here so if you guys need to slip um slip out and give it a shot facebook in arizona is good so we're solid <laughs> um where was I? Uh, yeah. For the visits, 
Yeah, the defensive tackle from Michigan State, everyone who says, oh, you can't take a guy from Michigan State, blah, blah, blah. Florida State took a guy from Michigan State in the transfer portal named Keon Coleman. He, he did just fine there. So the idea that you can't find talent at Michigan State is preposterous. Um, I also would add, if you're in doubt about uh, Derek Harmon, go back and watch the Ohio State-Michigan State game. He played pretty well. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, you want to talk about putting someone in the middle as a plugger? Mark, have you had a chance to check him out at all? Yeah, I was to say, I, I checked him out this morning. We're going to do a little breakdown on him for Eye in the Sky, and it was amazing. A lot of the clips I watched were against Ohio State, and I was like, was this last year, the year before? But he really, you, you nailed it. One technique, big, lower bottom, a lot of base in the low end if you want to be polite. But, I mean, he's yeah. got some round mound of rebound in there. Uh, but yeah, he's a little bit of a pass rusher too at that bigger size. And I think that's what makes them so intriguing where, yeah, normally you wouldn't shop at Michigan state, but they have a few gems. And if this plugs a hole that we're going to need, I, I think it's a, a smart play there, but he's definitely the run plugging, uh, big man in the middle. So to say, he almost reminded me of Hankins a little bit, that that's big fun. body. Yeah. Like with the big thick legs and. There were clips of him when I, I'm guessing he was younger where he looked like he was in shape a little bit more. And I'm not saying he's out of shape. I'm just saying he got in bigger shape, if you know what I mean. Like he he, he might have been a 280-pounder at one time or a 300-pounder. Uh, he's north of 300 for sure now. That's cute. Um, yeah, he's he's – I, I don't even think it's a matter of hole to fill. I think he's an addition by addition, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I I love the idea. I'm, I'm I want my guy in the middle to be pressing 350 pounds, and I don't care if he can pass rush. Um, I want him to draw a double on every single play. Um, keep in mind, Jonathan Hankins is playing for the Cowboys now, and still doing very very well. <clears throat> by the way, also a Detroit native. Um, he got hurt this weekend. Actually, he's got a high ankle sprain, so that's a problem. But Big Hank is getting it done. Uh, the Cowboys drafted Mozzie Smith from Michigan to replace him, and shocker, he couldn't pull it off because he doesn't know the snap count anymore. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, that you mean that's not ready, ready? Here I'm not we even go. Kidding. Here we go. You mean that's not helping him learn the snap count? If we could put him on offense and he could block, we'd do it. I'm telling you, you watch the Cowboys game and you tell me Mozzie Smith didn't know the snap count. In uh, in college, uh, I'm not even kidding. When you say addition by addition, I'll just stack pile on that. Depth play at worst, but on the D line, um, like you said, there's specialty players where, hey, maybe he's a, a short yardage guy. Maybe in short yardage, you have a couple other guys like him now, where you can go extra heavy in the middle and shut down quarterback sneaks and other things like that. And it doesn't have to be an every down player. It's just another bullet in the gun where, hey, we can be a little more specific with how we, you know, line up against people. I just like the idea of having depth at defensive tackle. Also, there are certain you can you can put a skinnier guy outside him sometimes, you know, a little a guy who once you get some edge pressure um, when you have a more of a run stopper next to him, um, you can get a nice little combo game going there. So, no, I'd be very into him coming down, especially if he's a Midwest kid. Um, it doesn't hurt to also take a quality player from the state of Michigan. Bill, there's been other offers out there in the recruiting side of it. Let's talk about the player from Virginia. 
That would be Jeffrey Overton. He is a running back, class of 2025. He is not a big kid by any stretch, 5'10", 5'11", maybe. Um, maybe 180 pounds or whatever. But he's really good. He's really very fast. High State offered him a scholarship yesterday, and he is absolutely interested. Um, in fact, I'll be doing a story on him on Buck Dust today. But um, he is absolutely interested in High State and uh, will be visiting the Buckeyes. And I want to go back real quick to, I didn't even mention Mike Hall. We don't know for sure right now what Mike Hall's going to do. That's yet another defensive lineman. You know, my gut feeling is he's probably coming back, but there's been no announcement uh, for sure. You know, a lot of kids announce, oh, I'm definitely coming back or whatever. So that's a fourth defensive lineman that we don't know. Uh, that's your, basically your starting defensive line right there. I know people love when I digress and talk about my personal life, but uh the Jeff Overton offer was, I told you guys before the show, special to me because I recognized the name. Did a little search. December 15th, 2002, I was in Richmond, Virginia for the Division Six state championship game in Virginia. Hilton High School versus Oakton High School. Hilton won 6-0, and the only touchdown was scored by Jeff Overton, his dad, which... Uh, when you wake up in the morning to do a show and realize they've offered someone's kid, you feel very, very old. But um, I like the idea of offering this kid. This would be the guy, your flanker type, your speed back, your guy you get in a little bit of motion, your Zachariah Branch wannabe if he was a receiver type. So very elusive and very fast and very good genes. So we will keep a focus on that. Um Mark, when you did look at the defensive line, when you did go back, did it feel like to you that we needed to add to the group? Um, certainly, if you lose guys to the NFL, yeah, you're going to need to fill in people there. But defensive line, I thought with our ends and the inside guys, if we if the NFL wasn't calling, I didn't think you needed to do much at all. Um, pieces like uh, the guy from Michigan State are more rotational pieces, but. I think the NFL money may went out on a couple of those guys. When Bill said JT uh, was going to stay, if you could have, you know, screenshotted my impression on my face, it was, yeah, jaw, whoa. Like, uh, you know, and, and I'll digress. Like, if you're thinking about Marvin Harrison and trying to give him that kind of money to stay, you know, and then JT's going to stay. Um, I don't know who the capologist is for Ohio State who's managing all the money going to the players, but – he has to be the happiest guy in town because we just keep finding $20 million bills and, you know, more of this money to keep guys around, which is great news. But, you know, he may be worried about, do we have money to sign the next class and the next class? And, you know, is this money infinite? And, you know, this is a new day. I, I don't know if the, the cap number changes every day and what it moves up by, like in the NFL, Hey, next year, it's going to move up 10, 15 million. Uh, but it seems like if, if you're going to keep JT, that's a money thing to me. And boy, we must have plenty of it if we're, we're talking like that. Or, you know, I mean, if Marvin Harrison's not going, that frees up 20 million to spread around other guys to get him to stay. I mean, it's really a capologist puzzle problem with that money. And, you know, can we match what first round guys are going to get? Losing to Michigan is terrible for a lot of reasons. One of them is all these donks from those sites coming over here to our shows and posting <laughs> in here. I'm just getting sick of it. Um, here's my prediction. 
we won't have as many people over here after they play Alabama. I don't know why I think that, but uh, I think they may be in the corner. Um, one one thing I want to add real quick yeah. about guys leaving and all, you know, it, certainly money is very important. What is going to happen in the NFL? You know, JT, his paperwork could come back great, and he could all of a sudden decide to go to the NFL. That's very possible. But at Michigan last year, some guys stayed there that could have gone to the NFL because they wanted to beat Ohio State again. One of the reasons, you know, while that may not be the motivating factor for a lot of kids, it can be a motivating factor. Some of these guys at Ohio State haven't beaten Michigan last three years. You know, do they factor that into their decision? I want to come back and beat those guys, and we got them at home, so to speak, they, they could think. And that can have a at least a little bearing on one's decision. Look, five years ago, or five years ago, three years ago, Ohio State players were leaving here having beaten Michigan three times with no NIL money. Now they have NIL money and we haven't beaten Michigan in two years, three years, so they have a lot more to consider. I think we are, um, when people ask who's leaving, who's staying, it's a different, it really is a completely different landscape than it was before. So even the vibes we get now may not be accurate just because it's hard to know how much each guy is pulling in. Um, it's hard to know. And then you blend that with their professional aspirations. Defensive end isn't one of those positions I would assume would be affected too much by this because there's such a premium on defensive ends. I don't think there's any question that JT could go. And worst case scenario, what's the worst he could get picked late second round? That's still really good money. You know, you could be the best running back in the draft or one of the top five running backs in the draft and be a fourth round draft pick. So that's just a different deal. Um, I don't hold any hope out that Marvin Harrison is coming back. That would be a poor financial decision for Marv. Though he is compensated beautifully here, he's going to be compensated beyond his wildest dreams in the NFL. And um, he might as well get in there and get a year closer to getting that yellow jacket fitted anyway. So, um, Is JT practicing for the bowl game right now? They won't tell you that stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. There would be. They know, your, they know that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, like if he's at practice, we kind of know because most of these guys don't treat the bowl game nearly as important as a Michigan game. But if he's practicing, you know. Yeah. So another thing, people are watching. I talked about this yesterday on the show. People are watching the portal and saying, "Oh, why isn't this person doing this? Why isn't this person that doing that?" Keep in mind, if you're none of the bowl games have really happened. I mean, if you, if you're an integral part of your team now and you're going to transfer, you certainly wouldn't want to do that before this happens. The guys that hop off during bowl practice usually aren't part of the plans. And there are rules in place. For example, if you want someone off, like there's going to be multiple players transferring off the four playoff teams, but those players get a, a window into mid January. I think the deadline day is January the fourth bill i I, don't hold me to that january 3rd yeah january 12th it's december 4th to january 3rd i'm sorry yep um but like if you if you're on one of those four you you get till uh mid january you can still transfer without penalty and then keep this in mind there's going to be some coaching upheaval right um once your coach leaves if you're at a school that triggers a 30-day window where you can transfer 
So the portal's really a moving target in a lot of cases here. Um, I wouldn't get married to anyone being in or out or, you know, uh, I talked about Michael Pratt, my dream QB from Tulane. He has committed to the senior bowl. I don't know if that means he can't, you know, change his mind between now and then. So there's a lot of moving targets here. It's kind of the wild west. I'm going to read our second ad of the day. So you guys can, we're going from uh, manscape to nuts.com. I don't know if those two companies have joined together in some kind of group marketing theory, but made Bill chuckle. So um, that's what are you, uh, what are you getting? Awesome. You can make the Dean it. smile with some inappropriate language. You've had a good day in my opinion. Um, do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's candy, candy factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch fudge and licorice at the grocery store. You can get pecans. I went over this yesterday. I don't know if it's pecans or pecans, but don't you want bourbon pecans, sweet and sour, sweet and sour, sweet and spicy pecans, pecan brittle, or butter toffee pecans. If you're eager to try these, head to nuts.com to see the hundreds of different varieties of nuts they offer. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com backslash bucknuts. We just, but if you're sending a gift to someone on the holidays, it is very easy to use these and it helps the show. So go nuts. All right. What were we talking about here? Bill, there was someone on here named Anton Abram who said he had, I assume he's a coach. He had a couple of guys in his, two coaches at his house last night. So that's, that's interesting stuff. All right, let's get some. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, I, I could talk about that I'm going to the Central Ohio recruiting night tonight. Talk about that's. That's the middle of Ohio, you know, Upper Sandusky, Mansfield area. I've gone to that for years, and I haven't really unearthed any prospects. Tonight, there are four kids in that area that there might be one of them that ends up being, you know, an Ohio State-type kid. Uh, Ontario has Bog Penn Miller. He's already been down for an Ohio State visit, the quarterback athlete that has you know, some really athletic people in his family. Uh, Kenneth Katulik from Winford, the giant offensive lineman that was at Ohio State camp as a freshman that was 6'7". Um, and Ashland, the quarterback, he was at Ohio State's camp this year. He's one of those guys that already has a Penn State offer as a freshman. And Braden Fogel over at Lexington, the receiver outside Hooper. linebacker, the Hooper, big-time Hooper, uh, and they're <laughs> trying to brainwash him into football because he has a, I want to say, a C.J. Hicks-like body at linebacker. He's long and athletic. Uh so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see some big-time prospects tonight. I'll fill in the void there for Dan. And 
this is that recruiting night time of the year for the fans out there that don't understand this. So each night I'm going to a high school and meeting with all the coaches from that area and gathering the future stars. And right now I'm looking at sophomores and freshmen to try to stay ahead of this recruiting curve while, you know, maybe today we're focusing on 24, a little 25. Uh, I get excited by 26 and 27 prospects. There's plenty coming. I know uh, Ohio's looking really strong in 25 and 26. I know basketball-wise, 25 is one of the strongest classes they've had in, in years. Um, so if you geek out a little – yeah, a little more. The uh, numbers by year, you know, FBS scholarships by year in Ohio. Um, I'll be at about 167 10 years ago, and it was hovering around 150. That's division, hold on a sec. Division one football players. Division one football players that sign every year. Uh, yeah, FBS, not the FCS or stuff like that. Right. Okay, but it would include the MAC and Navy and our Air Force. We, we'd say we have about an average of 150, and it started to dip. Uh, and it went into the 115, 120 range. And we kind of locked in there for like the last 10 years. COVID hits, the transfer portal hits, that extra fifth year hits. Uh, it's dipped down to 80 or so the past couple seasons. Uh, we were about 110 or 112 the other day, which is fighting in the wind, kind of like we thought, oh, with all these you know, 1,500 kids in the portal, it might hurt it. Not this year in Ohio. Ohio's strong and back to the point that made me trigger down this uh, digression. No, but it's I good. think to your point, 2025 looks even stronger. So Ohio's numbers are back and, you know, like kids are back in the weight room. Programs are functioning at a, at a full speed, full summer program, stuff like that, where for two years, I don't want to say you had anemic kids out on the field, but they hadn't been in the weight room they had in prior years. No, there's been like a hangover effect from the pandemic where – yeah. The programs have really got their footing back from from a lot of uh, situations. Far be it for me to talk about a player not committed here, Bill, but I saw that Dylan Rayola's crystal ball changed to Nebraska. Is that really possible? So he, he was committed to Ohio State. Is that his first commitment? God knows now. I don't even remember. And then he and then he, yeah, thank you. Was he committed to USC. His, his, uncle, I, his uncle, I believe, just got a five-year contract extension to be offensive line coach at Nebraska. That might help a little bit. Was he committed to USC at one point? Uh, yeah, you see, I, I think it was USC, Ohio State, uh, Georgia. I think that's the uh, timeline, I, I believe. Has anyone ever been committed to four schools? <laughs> I would have to really think about that one for a while. I don't there recall. Has, has to be. I'm guessing maybe it has happened. In the land of crazy, there has to be. <laughs> I'll, there may be someone who's been committed to four schools, but I don't think there's been anyone this highly rated that's been committed to four schools. You're talking about a guy who's a number one player in the class. He's gone West Coast, Midwest, the South, and back to the Midwest. I guess that, I mean, I guess it makes sense, though, if he's, I mean, his dad was a tremendous pro. Um, played center for the D Detroit Lions for over a decade. Um so and his, I guess it's his brother. So it would be his uncle, Bill. That's the, like oh, you said, the. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it makes sense that you come full circle on that. But that's kind of wild. I know Georgia has two quarterbacks in their class, and another one they really liked. And I always thought that was kind of weird. And I guess not that weird. Um, all right. There we go. Okay, that's what it was. the Armstrong stepfather had them in the house last night. That's what I wanted to hear. Talk about bright future. Um, 
Talk about a large grocery bill. I was thinking about that, man, as I was shopping one day for my eldest child, who's like a growing college athlete. And um, the idea of feeding the Armstrong twins, good Lord, I would have to uh, do an extra podcast each week just to to cover that. Um, speaking of speaking of in the house in the Cleveland area, uh, Ryan Day and uh, Tim Walton made their in-home visit with Bryce West, the cornerback from Glenville. Uh, they made their in-home visit with him yesterday, and Keenan Bailey stopped at Glenville High School to see, of course, Damarian Witten yesterday. So uh, a lot of recruiting going on for the Ohio State staff up in Northeast Ohio yesterday. Always a lot going on at Glenville. We know that. Bill, this has been a common question. Jordan Lyle, St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, it's always an adventure in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know what we want to call this, the Torrance Gibson rule or some type of early commitment from Florida rule. I will, although I will say this, the one guy everybody said would back out that was awesome was Sean Wade. So big ups to the Wade family. Always love them. Anyway. Bill, any word on Jordan Lyle? Word is he's going to visit Miami this weekend. And I have a feeling Jordan Lyle is going to decommit. That's what I've heard. Do you feel the same? Yeah, he uh, obviously he w- he's been a longtime Ohio State commitment. He's a guy that they absolutely would like to keep in the class. He's helped lead his team, I believe, to their fifth straight state championship. That's not too bad. Had a really good state championship game. He had over 100 yards rushing on, on not a ton of carries. Had a couple of pass receptions, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, really good, really, really good running back and excellent talent. Um, Tony Alford has, continue, has continued to recruit him, but I'm not uh, feeling great about that one. Uh, I think there were three Miami coaches, I believe, that were at his game the other day. Um he is scheduled to make an official visit to Miami this weekend. Um, I think the expectation is that he is going to flip to Miami. Well, in fact, I know that's kind of the expectation. But uh, in talking, I talked to a source uh, at Miami. They felt like they still had a little work to do, so to speak, to lock that one in. So, you know, we'll see. But if I had to say right now, yeah, I would say that uh, he would be on big time flip watch. So, uh, Jeff Massarella, thinking good here, he is gone. Do we have any other prospects or flips for OSU? Bill, do you think they'll do anything at running back in an effort to address that? Anything obvious? Oh, they'll look, obviously. Um, the name that comes up immediately is Trevor Etienne from Florida. Um, yes, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they uh, – in a lot, certainly, again – Depends on what happens at Ohio State. The word trending is that Travion Henderson is going to stay, but he hasn't made any announcement officially one way or the other. That impacts things. But um, they do have two running backs coming in in the class, even without Jordan Lyle. James Peoples, who is outstanding. And then the kind of all-purpose running back, Sam Williams-Dixon, who – Unfortunately, missed a lot of his senior year because of injuries, but he is a talented kid too. So they at least have two kids that are 
absolutely planning to sign with Ohio State on National Signing Day coming up. So Thomas Ridley hits this very well. Trevor Etienne will not want to sign, not want to sit if Henderson stays. I would agree with that. Look, there's a lot that's fluid about Ohio State's roster right now because of it's not just Ohio State. It's there's so many variables out there of guys who have not yet made their um, intentions clear. Although I will say this, this is kind of like NBA free agency where it starts at midnight and guys have contracts by 1201 and there's theoretically no tampering. So somehow they've come up with contracts in 60 seconds that are 50 pages long and have to be vetted by lawyers. So I guess what I'm saying here is I, I would assume, Bill and Mark, tell me I'm wrong here, that the college coaches are already discussing with each other. There's a lot of backhanded chance. I mean, Mark, you talk to these guys. These guys are probably talking to their friends and, and scouting who's coming up in the portal well in advance. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of college coaches sitting in airports this week waiting for their flights to go other places. And this is the rumor mill week or two where that's all we have. That's all I've done is gossip on the phone with other coaches about Hey, do you hear? I mean, the big cost of uh, Sean Lewis is, you know, at San Diego State from, uh, you know, the Colorado staff and the things that have, right. you know, the guys from Ohio that had ties to him that were like, maybe we're going out west. And it's funny how these subjects come up, but everyone's looking for information and the, their next move and everyone's playing happy. Oh, yeah, I'm happy. But they're secretly, if that opens up, all bets are off. And, and, like the Ohio State running back job. Henderson disappears. There's a lot of people going, uh-oh, maybe that job's open. And, you know, so, yeah, this is the rumor mill month. And uh, and from my experience in doing this 20 years, a lot of it has to stay in the rumor mill because it's a lot of people's dreams. And, you know, you don't want to sell them out where you told me you were ready to quit your job last week, and then now you're still there and you, you oh, you love it again? You're, you're loving it? Okay. So you get a lot of that. Sure. And like you said, uh Coaches leave, and that means they've got their guys in the program. Like, you know, you had your position coach. You thought, like, you a little bit better than the other guy, and he transfers. Maybe you go with him to get the minutes. You know, you know, some of these college coaches are truly leaders of men. I mean, the, some of the greatest guys you'd ever want your son or daughters to be around. I mean, true, true blue guys. And I think I've been talking to a couple of them, and, and because they're sitting in airports, traveling around to go grit players, they're really not liking this new era of free agency. A lot more and, work. And, and a lot more work, but, you know, think about the perspective. And, and Dan, you have a son playing this. You know, you, you, your son spends all this man hours with these guys. They develop relationships. I mean, right. they have a father-son relationship with a lot of these kids. And although these kids leave, there's a lot of heartfelt hugs and tears behind the scenes where, Coach, I'm sorry I'm leaving you. You've been my dad for the past couple of years. And that story was a like a heartfelt love story I've heard a few this week from. Like, these guys are literally sad that they've lost players. And just because the kid's a backup doesn't mean that coach didn't invest in that kid, love that kid, recruit that kid, hug that kid. You know, Reed Carrico's father passed away. The, you know, the whole linebacker room lived that experience. You yeah. know, I mean, there's these guys get tight in there. And I don't think we – Sometimes his fans realize, you know, that, oh, he, get rid of them. See you later. Goodbye. And we cut emotional ties with these kids and at halftime of a game where, boy, the, the relationships and, and talking to some guys this week, I think some of them are generally 
upset that they've lost players and that they're starting brand new relationships. And I even joked with one, you know, at a lower level, like he's going to discover some players and, and put two years into them. And then someone else is going to sit with them on draft day at the NFL and take no them down. And, and he's disappointed that he's a minor league coach all of a sudden. And, you know, so this NIL has really, you want to talk about gossip, there's a little gossip for you. On so many levels too, because you think about that, let's say you get a guy just use Kent state as an example, because you pulled out the Sean Lewis thing. If you go to Kent state and you're a, just a fantastic freshman, all you're going to be asked about when you leave the house is, are you transferring or not? I can tell you that. I mean, my son yeah. plays at a lower level. He's not a division one player. Not, Every time he leaves the house, someone asks him if he's transferring. Okay. You just kind of get over that. Um, Kent, Kent State, and because I was a Kent State guy, they lost 40 guys to the portal when Sean Lewis left last year. They put an ad out on Twitter yesterday to all of college football, transfer to Kent State if you want to dominate the MAC and play right now. Yeah, They have a roster that has been so decimated that it's flat out. We're going full, full, we're full force free agency. We are now a minor league team that's telling the Big Ten players, telling all the SEC and ACC, we want you. Starting jobs here tomorrow morning. And it flat out said, you will go to the NFL from the MAC. Um, it, it's a new day and age for everybody out there. And you can see that on Twitter from the Kent State football tweet. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the players created this. Um... I'll just say this. I don't think the schools are losing money by paying the players. They just had a lot more before this. College coach told me, he goes, this was supposed to be for the kid whose jersey was in the college bookstore being sold by the hundreds, and he was getting nothing from it. This is all NIL was for was that kid. He goes, what we have turned it into is an absolute sin. I mean, he was adamant that, yeah, we, we took this off the rails the college coaches and the, you know, we did this. It wasn't the kids. Well, let me make sure I'm clearing this. I completely agree with Garrett Eggleson. Yep. That's not even up for debate. Um, how the money gets there and stuff like that in an attempt to achieve competitive balance is important, but they have to be paid. It's a joke. I don't have any issue with that. Um, like, like I'd rather started- have it like this than them not getting paid. But um, I do think there's probably a way to do it. That's a little bit more, I don't know if fair is the right word. And when you regiment something, people – just because you regiment something doesn't make it fair. You know what I mean? People take advantage of regimented crap all the time. So um, it would be very interesting to see what happens. I do think Ohio State, no matter what the rule is, given where you sit, you've got to be on top regardless. You know, and you've got to figure it out um, and get it going. And uh, Spider Sillery, we will end with that. I think Bill can echo this. I agree. Um if you get a chance to be in a group situation with a bunch of Ohio state players, like at a cocktail party or like some fundraiser, I would really suggest you do it. You will be really impressed with how mature and just young adults. These guys are, they are, um, 
very impressive as a group. Ohio State is going after some really impressive human beings, not just football players. And, and I will and leave speak, it right speak, there. What I will of, not uh, leave it right there. I will let <laughs> the dean have the last word. Go ahead. Speaking of impressive players, guy for Mark uh, uh, to do a breakdown on, we had on our site last night, uh, Caleb Elarms or linebacker uh, from Cal. The guy, if you watch his video, <laughs> he is uh, a tackling yeah. machine. And um, he's making an official visit to Ohio State this coming weekend. So that's a name to keep in mind. He's a 6'2", 230-pound linebacker that uh, has ha- had a really good season this past season. Got a couple years of eligibility left. So uh, I'm sure Mark will be doing something on him in the next day or so. And he's a guy to keep in mind. Yeah, it's Caleb Elarms or. Hayward, California native, and you're right, Bill. He arrives at the ball handler with an attitude problem. Uh, he is not fearful of contact. Like I said, you can follow all this stuff if you go to 247sports.com and hit the transfer portal drop-down menu, hit latest transfers. These are updated in real time. And I'm telling you, you need to, if you want to follow this in real time, it's difficult. That's how many go in there. It is unbelievable how many guys are in there. Um, you start to see names that, that you remember. Uh, every quarterback from the Dayton area who's ever gone to college is transferring. Uh, Adam Vinatieri Jr. is transferring. So it's a trip in there. It is a wild time. We are glad we have these guys to help us monitor it. And we, we are even happier that Dave comes off vacation tomorrow. And I will not be here. Um, so... That's good, I think, for everybody. Appreciate these guys stopping by. Have a good day.